Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. We're here until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Jimmy B steps away for a little while as we welcome in on his Friday spot, my man Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter, at Wolfgang Hawkeye. He talks hawks, he talks clones, he talks a little of everything, and it is that time once again. What's up, Wolfgang? Not much, not much. I just, you just told me the Hawks play at 12.30. I was looking on the guide on the Big Ten Network, and it didn't say anything about that. So for you Hawkeye baseball fans uh, that want to watch that, 12.30 on the Big Ten Network, right, Trent? Yes, yes. So as this is playing, this is already happening. You get where we're going. That's right. I get what you're saying there. Oh, let me uh, comprehend what you're saying there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, gotcha. Yes, as we're going through this. Well, Wolfgang, uh, yesterday's Hawkeye game, they get up, they go down, they come back. It, it was a fun one yesterday against the Terrapins, Nebraska. Today, uh, the number one seed, this Iowa baseball team, to get in the NCAA tournament, there isn't a path for them to get in short of winning the Big Ten tournament. Let's start right there. They got to win this whole thing. If they're going to get in, they do not have the profile of an at-large team. Yeah, they don't, and I'm not going to pretend to be a college uh, baseball stud, but I did. I went to a number of games last year and a number of games the year before, and I told you I, I don't remember seeing home runs. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember seeing that many home runs. I went to a number of games. I'm just like, does anybody ever hit a home run in college baseball? Not just for Iowa, for whoever we were playing. Well, uh, somebody, I think it was Leitzikow, uh tweeted out something close to 60 home runs this year for Iowa, and last year they only got 26. So you're talking about over twice as many home runs this year as they've gotten last year. So that's that's my kind of baseball. I don't know what your kind of baseball is. I like to see home runs. Am I afraid of a pitching duel? I'm not, but it seems like you hardcore baseball guys love those 1-0 games. Uh, sometimes I like to see some home runs hit. No, I'm good. I, I'm good. Give me some pop. Give me some runs. I, I certainly am more entertained watching a a nine eight game as opposed to a two one if I'm just out there. Uh, but there's also some beauty involved in a well pitched game on both sides. I can appreciate both of them. How's that? So you're pro steroid HGH era. Is that what you're saying, Trent? Sure. Pump the kids up. <laughs> in all honesty, I don't. You know, this sounds horrible. You're you're gonna hate me for this. If somebody wants to do steroids, I really don't care. Yeah, if somebody wants to do HGH, I don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that wants to protect somebody from themselves. And I understand the people that say, well, what about the guy that doesn't want to hurt his body, that doesn't want to, uh, you know, do some of that stuff that will hurt their body later in life? I understand that. I totally get that. And I'm not sure we n- totally know the effects of HGH. There are people, millionaires, billionaires, uh, Hollywood actors, athletes that will just, Talk about HGH like it's basically the fountain of youth. Have you read articles on that? If you do it right and not just go crazy on it, they talk about that. And I don't think, and again, I told you I'm not a big baseball guy, so I'm sitting here, I watch baseball in the steroid era, and you see these guys with guns like you can't believe. They look like Hulk Hogan at the freaking plate. And I'm watching, you know, these last couple of years, and I'm, I'm looking at them because they've watched it throughout all the years. So they've kind of seen it you know, totally slow down. I missed a number of years, and now I see these puny guys at the plate, and I'm like, you, yeah, the game is cleaned up, in my opinion. I don't know what your opinion is. To me, it's cleaned up. If you just go by the eyeball test, um, and I don't know what HGH does. Does it totally bulk you up? Does it just keep you from getting hurt, or what does it do? But just looks with my eyeballs, I mean, the game is cleaned up. 
Yeah, yeah. It it, it looks uh, it looks different. You're right. You don't have those. These guys are big. I mean, you look at Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. They're still well stacked guys, but but the guys that you're talking about in that era, it did seem um, Herculean, if you will. Back yeah, to the Hawkins. Back to the Hawkins. Yeah, Going into uh, the game today against Nebraska, their RPI ninety three. Now, just you know, basketball RPI, what it takes, those kind of things. A team that has an RPI of ninety three, a strength of schedule of one eighty two, a non conference strength of schedule of two twenty eight, that is not a profile of an, a large team. So, what do we know, Wolfgang? They got to win this whole dang thing. I can't tell if you're talking baseball or basketball. Well, it's I mean with these RPI it. numbers, I mean it t- totally sounds this RPI crap. I'm about done with it. I'm done with it. I'm I'm getting sick of this. I was one of the guys that first brought up analytics to all my friends and all my buddies and on Twitter and on message boards. I love this crap. It's getting to the point where I'm like, all right, we need to go a little more back to the eyeball test again a little bit because garbage in, garbage out. Again, I'm not a college freaking baseball expert, but yeah. This is starting to sound a little bit like France, France teams. Are we scheduling right? Is Iowa scheduling right? Um, who are they playing? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Are they one of the top teams that should be able to get in there? I can't tell you. I haven't watched all these baseball teams, well, but I'd love it if they could pull it off. Trent. It would be. Yes. It would be. You know what I mean? It, it could get Iowa fans really getting interested. And those two years I went before, it was fun. Yes. It was a fun time. There were people into it. There were kids there. Um, made a couple of friends that I actually still correspond with. So are they probably, yeah, you're right. They're not going to make it, but if they win the big 10 tournament and it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could win it, cause you're the one that told me about Maryland's pitcher and what did they do to him? My man, oh. six, was it six runs in three innings? I think it was even more than that. I, I think they tagged him even harder than that. It, it was, was it harder than that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't have the numbers offhand. Yeah, no, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. I, they they got to him, but I didn't think there was any way that the guy was the big time pitcher of the year. And this yeah. went out there, and they were raking all over the place. It, it was great to see. It really was, and and it's fun. Uh, it's not something that I don't think we're going to be breaking down Iowa baseball in the future during March when the season starts, and even in April. But as you get through the national championship game, you get here in May, and there isn't a whole lot going on. It creates something, and it creates some excitement. I know from the Hawkeye fans, and it is disappointing that you and I and Iowa State don't have baseball programs. And you can talk about the merits in today's day and age, but. It, it mm-hmm. just baseball seems like one of those sports that that every college, every university should have. But that that's huge to me with what you said about the Maryland pitcher. If you're talking about the Big Ten pitcher of the year, mm-hmm. and we go off on him, and I actually wrote it down: six runs in three innings. That may be wrong, but I actually did write it down. So if if you're talking about a pitcher of that caliber, Big Ten pitcher of the year that we don't have to be scared of, not only don't have to be scared of, we tee off on him. I mean, there's something there, and we got Nebraska coming. The number one seed who only had, like I said last show, one more win than Iowa did um, in Big Ten play. So we will see. I know a lot of people, I'm not sure your opinion on this, the Nebraska-Iowa rivalry. I probably disagree with you. I think it is a good rivalry, and it's going to end up being great. Just because of how many Nebraskans are here, um, the smack talk back and forth. Now, Nebraska fans, I don't think are jerks. I just think they're snobby. And do they have a reason to be snobby? Yeah. Yes, they do. I have no problem with them. They're nice people. They'll offer your food at tailgates, right. you know, but they'll tell you, uh, yeah, your program ain't any 
nowhere near our program. Well, the funny thing about rivalries, at least to be Wolfgang, is it does depend where you are. In central Iowa, Iowa State is a huge deal. In eastern Iowa, Wolfgang, you know, Iowa State, it isn't that big of a deal, not in comparison to what it is here. No, you see no gear out there. You see right, no Iowa right. State gear out there. Absolutely zero. Unless you're hanging over in uh, Cedar Rapids over at, was it, Rockwell Collins with all the uh, all the engineers. Outside of that, that's the only place you're going to find Cyclone gear. Quad okay. Cities, nobody cares over there, but Iowa, Illinois is a big deal. Go to Dubuque, what's a big deal there? Iowa, Wisconsin. Go to North Iowa, where I'm from. Iowa, Minnesota is a big deal. And then you get to the western side of the state, Iowa, Nebraska is a big deal. Iowa has so many rivalries of different scopes. It matters who you work with, who your family members are. A rivalry is different to everybody. For me, I think the biggest rival for me is Minnesota. I have a lot of family in Minneapolis. Oh, God. I used to go up there all the time. I love the pig. I think it's the best trophy in sports. So for me, the <laughs> Minnesota game is the biggest rivalry game. But I know it's different for everybody. And the Nebraska one, one thing you're right on, certainly it is growing. There's no doubt. Yeah, with the Floyd, you don't take the bacon away from us, so that makes me mad. But I, Minnesota isn't even on the radar with me. It's Wisconsin in football. It's obviously Iowa State. you got to have a rival the in-state stuff because you don't want to go to work and have to hear about that, Trent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Nebraska is coming, and it's coming fast. We're just at the genesis of this sucker, and I think it will – it's not Alabama-Auburn, okay? I, was, I spent some time in Alabama, okay? Right. It's not that, and I'm not sure anything is, Okay. If you've actually gone to Alabama and talked to those people, I'm not sure there's anything like that, okay? Ohio State, Michigan, I don't even think you can compare to that. Um, New York Yankees, Red Sox, who else? Celtics, Lakers, nah. I like the fact when uh, two rivals go against each other when they're actually in the same state and you have to deal with them on a daily damn basis about somebody beating somebody for a recruit yep. or somebody beating somebody in basketball. I'm not saying it's going to be a basketball rival rivalry with nebraska um but it's going to be football i think as long as we're relevant and i think we will be as long as kirk's here and we will hand it over to brian who likes to talk a lot of smack and i love him for it just gives you and me things to talk about i love that and then the baseball thing nebraska's has had a good baseball program for a long time and i was coming they got a good coach man and he's doing things now that or is getting me interested, is getting you interested, and we're talking about freaking college baseball on sports radio, and it's actually got me a little pumped. Yes, it should be a lot of fun, uh, and we'll keep an eye on that one over in Bloomington, Iowa, Nebraska going on uh, right now. Wolfgang, with that, let's take a quick time out here. We'll come back. we got a, a lot of time coming up on the other side. Plenty of different things to get into. I know you got lots you want to talk about here today. We'll get it started, take you into your Memorial Day weekend. Jimmy B and TC, we got Wolfgang with us, taking us up to the top of the hour. We're back here in a moment. Wolfgang is with us here. It's Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. And Wolfgang, uh, you're pumped up. I know you're ready for Thursday, June 1st, the NBA Finals. Ah! Your boy, LeBron James. Let's let's talk about it in this sense. All right. He gets it done. He wins this thing. He wins a title. He beats the Warriors for the second time. How much does that change the narrative? How, how much more ammunition 
does that give you against the Michael Jordan? The conversation's over. The conversation's over. over. It's over. No, it, it's not happening. Um, you you bring in a 73-win team from last year, mm-hmm. and you add an MVP in Kevin Durant. It's going to go down. We can't see this now, Trent, because we're in the moment. Yeah. He is going to go down as one of the best players ever, and they added Kevin Durant. They've got shooters everywhere. Even freaking Draymond Green is shooting insane from three-point range, you know, in the playoffs. And he's obviously a tough bleep. They brought in other guys because Steph is a wuss, okay? I love Steph Curry. Love him. Third, third favorite player of all time. He's an absolute wuss. You know who else is a wuss? Kevin Durant. Couldn't bench 185 pounds at the combine. Who do you know in your life that can't bench 185, Trent? I know he's got a nine-foot wingspan, Yeah, but who do you know? Seriously, and he's a professional athlete, and he acts like a tough guy. I can't stand that. I can't stand wusses that act like tough guys. So they bring in, like, Barnes. They bring in West. They bring in, and they've already got uh, uh, the Michigan State guy. Uh, Draymond Green. Draymond Green, thank you. So they've already got tough guys to back those two wusses up. Unfortunately, I don't see this happening. Um, LeBron has a nice roster. He's asked for it. He's begged for it. He said, give me a playmaker. I need a playmaker on my second team. Unfortunately, they waited too long. They needed that at the beginning of the year so he didn't have to leave the damn league in minutes in his 14th year. That's ridiculous. Get him somebody that can actually be a playmaker. They brought in Deron Williams. Did you see him yesterday? Darren Williams, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Pretty, pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, you get you get our boy from Iowa, Corver, going. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any good looks. LeBron says, "Shoot it." When I pass it to you, shoot it. Obviously, he doesn't mean shoot it with the guys when you, they're basically kissing you, and that that's why he wasn't shooting well for a number of games. Yesterday, he got some open looks. That guy is not just an elite shooter in today's game; he's an elite shooter of all time. I think he's led the league in three point shooting three years, maybe four. He's just an absolute stud. This is going to be fun for non-NBA fans. Non-NBA fans I'm talking to, Trent, are excited about this. Unfortunately, this is going to go down as another, you know, not, you know, notch against LeBron. Uh, he can't be the greatest. Well, they just added Kevin Durant. What's he supposed to do? Can he go and get Shaquille O'Neal in his prime, or can he? I don't understand why this would be a bad thing. Now, if they get blown out, if they get totally swept. Yeah, I'd be pissed because he's got a good enough roster to to make this interesting. Do I think they're going to do it? I don't. I just don't think they have the defense yet. And if there was a number of games, I can't remember. It wasn't a small sample size, Trent, in terms of the Cavs on defense and the analytics, and it was horrible at the regular season. But they're coming on a little bit. They're coming on a little bit, and they will come on a little more, which makes it fun. And the pressure, in my opinion, unless you're an idiot, is off LeBron. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair way to look at it. It is LeBron. There's always pressure on LeBron, but in comparison to what he normally feels, it will be a little bit different. And and boy, if they can steal one of the first two games in, in Oakland and uh, put that thing at 1-1 going back to Cleveland, I think we're going to be in for one heck of a ride. I Last year, I did feel that there was a chance. It got down 3-1. I said it was over, and we know what happened after that one. But <laughs> This does feel at least a little bit different, at least in my mind. This does feel different, Wolfgang. How so? What do you mean? What do you mean? Just the hill seems a lot steeper. How about that? 
Oh, even steeper than the 73 yeah. win team last year? Oh, I, that's an interesting opinion. And you know what? I actually agree with you. So, you know, they had 73 wins. Great. But they add this year an MVP in Durant and West, who was a bad arse. You know what I mean? And they got him for, like, no money. You know, you know Curry is only, I think his salary is only $12 million. That guy wants to win. I respect that. $12 million. I think Durant is making 27 That makes me like him even more. That's what Michael Jordan did. He took less money because he wanted to win. Love it. That's always a good thing. I mean, the guys that put it out there at that level, it it's easy to like guys that are willing to do that and take a little bit less for the betterment of their team. Uh, so we got the NBA Finals. We still got another week to... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, let's slow down on that. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we got plenty. I could just, just talk forever on that. Let's go to... Go to either Garza, or we got football, or, or we got unit rankings. That guy, I want your opinion on some of that. So, whatever you want to go. What do you got for? Yeah, tell me about unit rankings. Uh, you always come to come here with uh, some different things you want to hit on. Tell me what you got. All right, we got unit rankings. What I found out. Okay, so for Minnesota, I think you will find this interesting. They suck, according to the magazine that I'm looking at. I mean, they are like. 13, 13, 10, 11, 8, 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they going to be that bad? Or, But then they also have them going to a bowl game, so I assume their non-conference stinks. Is Minnesota, do they believe that much in their coach that they're going to make a bowl game and they're, they're saying their unit rankings are this bad? Well, let's see here. A couple of different ways. I'm not asking for you to be an expert on Minnesota at all. I'm sorry to put you on the spot there. No, I know no, you no, follow no. Minnesota. I'm not trying to do that at all, but it just seems weird. Yeah, they've got them in a bowl game here. They've got them fifth um, in the West, and then just all their unit rankings are just horrible, absolutely horrible. They got, let's see, well, they lose Leitner. We know that, right? So Leitner, so they're going to have a new quarterback. Some people say no, that's they're number 13. You're right, they're, they're number 13 that's, in QB. That's a good thing in some people's minds, too. <laughs> Running back, they got Shannon Brooks coming back. I like Shannon Brooks. Rodney Smith got a couple of guys that can run the football. But this is a team that won nine games last year. They won nine games last year. So is it crazy that with the new coach and some excitement that they're still going to be bowl eligible? I don't think no, so. I can't. I can't I'm, I'm sorry. I can't stand that guy. So do you have do you have a Minnesota background? Do you have Minnesota friends? Do they like that guy? They don't sniff him out like a mother. Oh, no, it's no, the no. Same they, way, it's, it's the same with the Alabama, the offensive coordinator who went to Florida International, University AM, Texas Tech, whatever whatever his name was. What's his name? You Lane know Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. I mean, I sniff him out like I would never let my kid go to that guy. Sure. I mean, it's so obvious to me that Fleck is such a douche. You and think so? Do you see it? Oh, come on, man. You don't see that. You don't see the behind the scenes where look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And you can say that's him selling the program. Yes. It's him being a douche. Is he douchey? Absolutely. But I also understand why that plays very well with 17 and 18 year old young men. I understand how he is such a good recruiter, how at Western Michigan he was able to beat Power 5 conference schools to get players to go to Kalamazoo, Michigan and play in the MAC. I understand that, and that's why I understand why he's got a top 20 class already at Minnesota for 2018 because of what he sells. Do I buy it? No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it, but... What's important? Do 18-year-old kids buy it? They absolutely do, and that's why 
there's substance behind this, and there's also substance. The guy's proven he's not he's not Tim Brewster that came in there with the same kind of bravado, talking about recruiting, what they're going to do. The guy didn't have any experience as a head coach. He has experience. He has experience of building a program. I think Fleck's going to do a good job. I don't, I don't like him. I, I, I think he is a douche just like you do, but I do believe he'll do a good job. I don't think these parents are involved. I think if they were, I've talked to parents just recently, and I've told you uh, a kid going to Iowa, okay? And she just was gushing over Kirk and just how honest and forthcoming and wanting him to get, you know, a degree and just it's not all about football and I want him to be a good man and a good father blah, 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 and a good son, all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was just gushing, gushing over him. I can't see that with B.J. Fleck. I look at him, and I just see it. I just see a booger-eating, snot-eating preschooler in the back. I, I, it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. I don't get it. I don't well, understand how people fall for this. You're a I'm man. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm 40. Right, right. <laughs> That's the difference, though. I mean, that, that's... Parents, wake up. Parents, wake up. You don't think that guy knows how to talk to parents? You don't think he knows how to do things? He's a salesman. He's a salesman. We see the bravado. We see the ridiculousness. We see the headlines when he says something completely out there. But there's another side to him. And, and you've seen that other side to him. He is an excellent salesman. And I'm sure he does a great job with dad, with mom, with grandma, with brother, sister, whoever matters in these young men's lives. I'm sure he does a good job there as well. He's a great salesman, and he can hit not just the 18-year-olds, but he can sell the families, and that's why he's been successful on the recruiting front. Makes me want to puke. I think you're just jealous. You want to see Kurt go that way. I I like a little bit of that because we've heard what Brian's been doing, Brian Ferentz has been doing, and I did an interview with him. I think I said last time, I I love it. I love it, Uh, guys, that that talk the talk and walk the walk and aren't afraid to say what they want to do and are going to do. I actually like that. There's just something pukey about him. And you know what? This rivalry may be uh, coming to a head here because it sounds like it is with the recruiting and they're offering everybody and, you know, Brian basically saying, you know, if we give you an offer, hey, if you accept, you are on the team. Mm-hmm. As long as you live up to academic standards and that such and don't get in trouble. That's what it sounds like. And it sounds like some of these, I don't know, younger coaches, I don't know, maybe, maybe you got to do what you got to do. And I guess I get that as long as you're not breaking rules. Um, if you can be a douche, it's fine, I guess. Yeah, you got to, in the end, it is a zero-sum game. You either get the recruiter or you don't, and any means necessary in order to get them. And by the way, I am not calling um, Iowa State's coach a douche. Oh. I'm not calling him. You know, I know he got lumped in with Fleck. That's, yes. I, don't, I don't buy that, you know. I, anyway, I got a problem with Minnesota, Minnesota's coach. Absolutely, I don't have a problem with Matt Campbell at all. Zero. I think he's – we're going to see. What is good enough for Iowa State? What is good? What is good enough? Because if they keep winning three games and they're predicted to finish tied for eight and the only team behind them is Kansas, how long does that last? You need a breakthrough moment. I think the breakthrough moment's coming this year. I think they're okay. going to be bowl eligible this year. Hey, the Gophers, uh, yes, the non-conference schedule for them. Sure. Buffalo at Oregon State and Middle The Buffalo State. Bills are tough. The Buffalo Bills are tough. Go they on. are, but this is the Buffalo Bulls. Well, they could beat the Bills, actually. Okay. <laughs> Oregon State, the Beavers out of Corvallis, and Middle Tennessee. Tell me about Oregon State. Are, what, uh... Not good. Not good. Gary so Anderson, should... he's got a rebuilding project on his hands there in Corvallis. Still, it's a road game early on in the year. 
new quarterback. It'll be a first road start, so we'll see on that one. And then uh, their crossovers this year, of course, everybody they play in the West, plus they have Maryland, Michigan State, both those games at home and at Michigan. There are three crossovers for this year. Okay. Okay. All right. We shall see. I'm just interested in what is good enough. And I really think you should take phone calls from Iowa State fans. It's just, what is good enough? I want you on record, Iowa State fans. Mm-hmm. What is good enough? Is three wins, four wins? What if you don't get that 5.5? I think that's high. Remember last year? I, I was saying, whoa, Iowa State's going to, was it, what was the over under last year? Remember, I was all over that Iowa State, and that's why I don't bet. Because I would have lost. I think I lost that bet, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. It was three last year, three and a half last year, and didn't quite get there. This year, well, we talked about they were going to open it up at five and a half. Uh, Ken Miller told us that. But then CG Technology, they released their initial group. They went back, looked at some of the numbers. And then when they actually officially released, released Iowa State's line this week for their win total, it was four and a half. Thank you. What did I say? That was too high. It I told was, you that was, was too freaking high. Yep. All right? I don't I don't second I first guess. I don't second guess. I said that was BS. There's no way five and a half should be the over under on that sucker. Okay, so that's four and a half is more reasonable. Um okay, I can see that. That's interesting. And I'm still on the over. I'm still on the over. I know the got, over. I got a little more wiggle room to go along with it. Trent Condon, cyclone fan, baby. That's right. Cyclone Condon, that's my uh, that's my nickname. <laughs> you didn't know? Hey, we, I didn't know, now I know. We've had to call you Wolfgang Cyclone a time or two as well. You, you've jumped on and uh, gone full gushing with Iowa State a time or two. It's okay. And what's wrong with that? That's what's wrong with thing. that? Exactly. Exactly. What is wrong with this? We're not in East, we're not New York, man, or, or freaking L.A. We're in Iowa, and sometimes, you know what? I like to, you know, and plus, we want things to talk about, Trent. We want Iowa State to be good, mm-hmm. and Iowa to be good, or we'd rather them really, really suck. That'd be good, too, because uh, that's fun to talk about, it too, and we could just rage. But, uh, no, in the most part, we, we want them to win. I can't, I'm not going to speak for you. I don't know what you want. Yes. No, th- them being good, Iowa being good, it's good for business, and uh, that's what we want to see, no doubt about it. Hey, you want to talk a little hoops. Uh, let's jump over to basketball. Earlier sure. this week, Iowa State officially gets a commitment from Michael Jacobson, former Waukee star, played over there uh, with Anthony Nelson, who's now a defensive end for the Hawkeyes. Uh, let's start right there. Michael Jacobson, you saw him play a lot at Nebraska. Year to sit out, year to uh, get better, and then two years of eligibility. I think that's going to play over names. It's a great pickup. I don't know how good he is or how great he is. He's a good pickup. That is a phenomenal pickup for them. He's a smart kid. Um, he, he works hard. He tries hard. I've, I've seen him. How good is he? I don't know. What is he? Uh, maybe a – did he start for Minnesota? He did, didn't he? Nebraska, you mean? I mean, Nebraska, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he started He started pretty much every game of his career. Yeah, I, I don't know how good he is, but I do like him, um, and that's a good puzzle piece to your team. You don't have to have all stars. Not everybody can be a the stud, the guy that needs the ball to shoot the ball, the four-star, the five-star, or whatever. He's a guy that will come in, will do his job, and every freaking team needs that. Mm-hmm. That will add to Iowa State's team. I I love the pickup. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I saw so much during his high school career as well where because Nelson was inside a lot more, Jacobson not only would bring up the the ball against pressure sometimes, he shot it from outside quite a bit. And we didn't see that a whole lot during his two no, years in Nebraska. 
He was his freshman year, 3 of 16 from 3, 4 of 23 last year. Uh, if he works on that jump shot, he can develop that, you know, help out, be a stretch four, and you play him together. So him and Solomon Young now are going to be in the same class uh, a year from now. They'll both be juniors at that point in time. You got Young on the inside. You got Jacobson playing that stretch four role with his rebounding prowess. You really got something. And suddenly, Iowa State goes from a team that has been known over the last six, seven years as a team doesn't really have a real big middle presence. And now they got two real nice ones there with Jacobson and Young. Now, what type of chance does Jacobson have? Because that's huge, you know, in new basketball, the way the basketball is now. Where, how does the ball look at his hand? What kind of chance do you think he has of actually being a decent three-point shooter where the big will have to come out and get him, open up stuff from everybody else? Good, can, I mean, good. can he do it? Oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. his free throw percentage? I'd love to know that. I'm not going to ask you on the spot. But anyway, I what? I got it. Okay. It's uh, freshman year. He shot 78% from the foul line. Last oh, year, wow. trailed back a little bit down to 65%. But, okay. yeah, uh, he, he can shoot it. He's got a nice-looking stroke. He hit a three late in the year. I think it was against Purdue maybe to force overtime or win that game uh, when there wasn't any time left. He just had to chuck it up. He's got a nice shot. I think that's going to develop for him. He's going to continue to develop that game. This is a nice pickup. I I think it it was somebody that was down on the list, I'm sure, for Iowa State. It took a while. It took uh, quite a few guys to say no. But I think we're going to look back at this after he finishes up his two years in Ames and say uh, things worked out pretty well for both Jacobson and Iowa State. And Iowa State just seems to get these guys that are great or good, and they just do it year after freaking year. I mean, it's unbelievable how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they recruit to it. If they just recruit to look at our past, look at our experience, we know we've had guys that mm, maybe didn't get along with the coach at other programs or we didn't have guys that maybe got in trouble with the law but are turning their life around and they're going to, they're going to get her done at, at Iowa State, and look at this. And they've got a track record of doing that, and they're ahead of everybody on the game because they did it pretty much before everybody else. Right. No, you're exactly right on that one. Uh, hey, uh, looking at the roster now, that's what Iowa State has. Donovan Jackson, Nick Weiler. Love him. Love, love him, by the way. And I loved him before anybody else did. He is. He was the what, number one, number two, Juco the year before. Yeah. Uh, he came in last year. Love him. He's good. Nick Weiler, Bab, and Solomon Young. Those are the guys coming back that have experience playing. Two fifth-year transfers, Jeff Beverly from Texas San Antonio, Hans Brace from Princeton, and uh, then you got Jacoby Long, who played just spot minutes last year as a freshman, a shooting guard, and then the three freshmen. Uh, Cameron Laird, who we didn't see as he sat out last year. He'll be a redshirt freshman. Terrence Lewis, Lindell Wigington, and now no Darius McNeil. So that is the roster. Can that team make the NCAA tournament? I mean, if they get a lot of breaks to go their way, a lot of questions, at the very least, with the breaks, could you see this team making the tournament? Well, I'll go watch them down at, um, not Valley, where do they play? Southwoods, right? Yep, yep. Um, I'm going to look, I'm looking forward to going and watching them play. When you ask me that, I say no. And I would say absolutely not, but I'm not going to say that until I go watch some of these guys that I haven't seen play. That's re- right. That would be absolutely stupid to even say. You know, when I haven't seen some of these guys. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a rebuilding year for Iowa State if I had to say. But who freaking knows? I mean, they pull stuff out there. Believe they may get another transfer that we didn't even know that was coming. I mean, they're good at that. So I'll have to watch the freshman play, 
and I'll go watch them. But um, if I had to say, if you put my a gun to my head right now, I just can't see them making the NCAA tournament. I can't. I just can't. I got you there. We go over from Iowa State to the Hawkeyes. It's a team that most people will figure is an NCAA tournament team. How much more than that? They will be. That's still uh, to be out there. And a part is going to be what they get out of their freshmen. We know Connor McCaffrey will not be playing uh, this season basketball. He will be playing on the baseball team. But uh, the other two freshmen coming in, Jack Nungi along with Luca Garza, you're pumped up for Garza. You want to see this guy at the very least, what, be some kind of rim presence for him? Yes. And there was an article in the one register um, – it was a good read. And by the way, I read also read an article on, I think it was Hawkeye Nation with, I don't know if it was Rob Howard anyway, but with Conor McCaffrey and I could not, man, is that just going to be a cluster bleep? Him trying to figure out where he's going to be here and there and everywhere and overseas trips and everything. And Iowa needed a guard. But anyway, back to Garza. Um, hard worker, saw a ton of film on him. He wasn't recruited hard. Um, according to the article at first, which we, we kind of all knew, um, he had ballooned up after an injury. He got to 265, lost 30 pounds. Hmm. So what I'm interested in saying, you made fun of me because I'd seen clips of him and tape of him where I told you he can't jump. I mean, he cannot jump, but he positions his body well. Yep. He's a hard worker. He, he's tough. He doesn't get pushed around. Um, so that's where I was going. He literally, I mean, he's not a, I'm not saying he's Woody. I think you were you were cracking on me at that. I'm not saying he's Woody, but he just couldn't jump. Now I'm wondering if I was watching some of this these clips when he was 265 instead of 235. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do, and he can take the center out. Can he be a rim protector, like you say, like we need? Uh, the freshmen are going to get better for Iowa on defense. That's that's got to happen. It has to happen, or Iowa will not reach the potential. Um, but I, I'm really interested in Garza to see Gatorade Player of the Year in D.C. And uh, he sounds like he's smart. I've seen him in interviews. And I like a guy that looks you in the eye and sounds confident when he's talking to you in, in an interview. And he was. I've seen him in a number of interviews. And he is a confident dude. Okay, I haven't seen a live game of his. But I've seen quite a bit of him on uh, on uh, clips and stuff. So we'll, we'll see. But we're... we're how heavy are we, Trent? On forwards, we got Cook, we got Wagner, we got Crater, uh, we got Yule. Will Yule actually, you know, take a step up and actually, you know, play a little bit like maybe we thought the potential was a couple of years ago? We got Pemsel, Bear, Nunge, Garza at forward. Who are our guards, man? And we all know guards are the name of the game in basketball. So our guards. Here we go, Trent. We got Bohannon. Mm-hmm. Which I love it, and I appreciate when you, you know, you say, you know, maybe I was a little bit wrong on that guy. Yeah, yeah. I've been wrong on tons of guys, so I appreciate when you say that because I can't stand the guys that just pretend like they, oh yeah, I knew it all the time. <laughs> no, you didn't. It drives me freaking crazy. Christian Williams, will he take a step up? We got Moss and Daly. That's it. That's all we got. Moss and Daly. Moss and Daly. Bohannon, Christian Williams, Moss and Daly. At the guard position, yeah, we kind of needed McCaffrey's son. I'm with you, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's why I'm incredibly surprised. But that's the way that it played out. Uh, let's see. Maybe Nicholas Bear can be a two guard. What do you think? Oh no, <laughs> God, that guy's not a two guard. I love him. You know him. I 
That's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah. But he is not a two guard. Yeah. I'm sorry. He could probably. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to doubt him. He can do anything he wants to do. What I would love is if I think everybody you would agree. Everybody's saying Moss is the X factor maybe this year. Which or no, maybe Christian Williams. Probably. Well, I mean, it, it just it depends on your definition. I, you could say that you know even Cook. Tyler Cook is the X factor because if he takes that next step and he becomes a star, then it can take the team another way. Or Bohannon. I mean, you could go a number of different ways, I think, with that one. Not with Bohannon. Bohannon already was too good those last, what, 12, 13, 14 games. He was already, that's not an X factor anymore unless you're talking about defense, which nobody does on radio, so I know you're not talking about defense. So (laughs) I talk defense. What's that? I talk defense. Yeah, I know you do. You actually do. You're the you're one of the few, the pro of the many. That's right. The least. <laughs> no, but if yeah, if, if, it'll be interesting. We need points out of Moss, mm-hmm. so we'll see. And we saw that at times. Can Bailey be that guy? I remember watching film of him and going, "It wasn't was it Rutgers? He was he had originally committed to." Uh, uh yeah, that sounds right. Sounds right. I kind of liked his tape, and we didn't see it last year. I didn't think he had the energy, the passion that I needed to see. He needs to amp that up big time. But I did see some game out of him from his high school film before he, before he came to Iowa. And I said, mm, this guy has potential. We'll see. So, I mean, there are some moving parts there that need to be figured out in the guard court. And you're a guard guy, and you, so is John Miller. We need guards. We need guards. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, we're in trouble, I think, John. Or, uh, sorry, Trent. <laughs> we're in trouble. All right? right? Look at those guards. I mean, we're in trouble unless one of those guys really, really steps up. And you're right. He did. Uh, he was committed to Rutgers. You were right on Macy Daly. We will see on that. We have a full summer to talk about it. The primetime league will be back. Yeah. The PTL, we will break down things we see there, probably overstate some of the things that we see. And the Big Ten, it's going to be good once again. No Biggie Swan again, the Big Ten Player of the Year. He kept his name in the draft, but Wagner's on his way back to Michigan. Of course, Miles Bridges back at Michigan State. Uh, It's going to be another good year in the Big Ten, and uh, we'll see where the Hawkeyes fit in there. You you said what? Top four, five? Is that your expectations? Well, I I went a little crazy on one of the podcasts, and I went, we're going to win it. I didn't know Michigan. I didn't know Bridges was coming back, man. I did not know that. I didn't expect Michigan State was going to be a juggernaut. I didn't see that coming. So Minnesota obviously is going to be good. I think we're going to be good, and I think people are underplaying how the freshmen are going to improve in terms of just everything. Defense needs to happen, and rebounding needs to happen, and that's up to Coach Brand. And I love Coach Brand, and you know it. But I'm not going to just shut my mouth and tell you I'd love to be in a practice. And I think it was, I can't remember who said it, but they were like, Fran was yelling at his team to block out. Well, good. Thank God. It, I mean, it only took you 90% of the season. But, you know, and he, he admits his mistakes, which is cool. I've heard him after years when I'm like doing podcasts or radio with you or whoever, mm-hmm. Marty Miller, blah, blah, blah. And I point this stuff out. And then after the season, he says it. And I'm like, where was that during the season? Yes, we needed to improve on that. It's not hard to make somebody block out, Trent. You put your butt on somebody and move them out. That's basic basketball. Basic basketball is screening. It's, it's st- 
stupid stuff that, that can just totally be fixed that I don't understand why you have to wait until the off season to figure it out. There I went. There you are. We are out of time, my man. Got any big plans for the weekend, three-day weekend? Uh, we were going to head up to Clear Lake and put in the dock and bleep, but uh-huh. uh, got a funeral. Thanks for asking. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Well, it is a, a big weekend. We will be back next week. We will be closer to the primetime league, and we'll see if the Iowa Hawkeyes are in the NCAA baseball tournament. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Oh, my gosh, it'd be fun. Well, yep, so yeah, we'll talk about that, talk a little more football, just slowly get into the football stuff, but yeah, love it, man. 2015, they made it. Do you remember, what, they went down to Missouri State, is that right? I do remember. Who did they lose to? They, played, uh, they beat Oregon. They, they lost, I'm almost, I'm looking at it. He entered it, yeah. They uh, opened up, they beat Oregon. They lost to Missouri State, who was the host. Came back, beat Oregon a second time, and oh, then wow. lost to Missouri State a second time. And, yeah, this uh, coach, this coach is a stud, Trent, and Rick it's going to be fun to watch. I, oh, it's going to be fun to watch Iowa baseball for a long time, mm-hmm. and you watch this Iowa Nebraska rivalry blossom. And wouldn't it be funny if it was the baseball thing that took took it to another level? It'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be awesome to see. Wolfgang, have a good weekend. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Trent. See you, man. Bye bye. That's Wolfgang Hawkeye checking in with us, and we're checking out out of show for today. Jimmy B and TC, hope everybody has a good Memorial Day weekend. We'll be off on Monday, back at it on Tuesday, here on the Big Talker 1700 from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.